Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. My friends, you will not believe this. I just recorded this entire episode without my microphone plugged in. <laughs> I was having such a good time, I forgot to plug it in. What? <laughs> so I just want to give you fair warning that the, the sound on this may be a little bit different. I'm going to send it through some magical filter to hopefully make it pretty damn good. But I just want you to know that it's a slightly different sound today and you're going to hear a helicopter and a motorcycle throughout because that is the day-to-day -day life of what happens. So here is this episode that is recorded a little bit differently than normal. Enjoy. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. So we are currently, as of recording this, just over halfway through our Have Your Own Back Boot Camp week. And it has been so fun. I think we have close to 70 women inside of our private pop-up Facebook group. And we've been having such a good time, right? So one of the things I'm going to be talking about today, healthy boundaries and saying no, is actually one of the concepts that I have been teaching inside of the group when it comes to having your own back, right? How to set healthy boundaries, how to say no. So I want to just let you know that if you have missed out by the time you record this, unfortunately, it will have all, you know, the content will have gone away. If you have missed out and you want to make sure that you're up to date for any future, you know, um, trainings and things that I offer, come and hang out with me on Instagram or make sure you get on my email list. Okay. Um, over on Instagram, I am xena.jones.coach. Remember, Zena is spelled X-E-N-A. And if you hang out with me there, I'm always sharing all the stuff I'm up to, plus a whole bunch of crazy cat lady photos. <laughs> I just shared one of my cat. He is quite literally, as of recording this, he is in my bookshelf and he has like pushed some of the books out and he's sitting inside the bookshelf in one of the little cu cubicle things. It is the cutest thing. Seriously. <laughs> so you've got to expect a bit of cat spam if you hang out with me on Instagram, but Otherwise, make sure you're on my email list or hanging out with me on Facebook, right? I'm just Zena Jones everywhere. So if you do that, you will be up to date and you're not going to miss out. I don't want you to miss out, my friends. I'm giving away so much value right now. It's so fun. I'm having such a good time. So um, the other thing I wanted to share is something that, I'm not kidding, made me cry really good last week. I think it was last week, the end of last week. I had fin I just finished working with a client and we have worked together for 12 months and I wanted to share with you what she wrote. She gave me a beautiful gift and a card and I wanted to share the card with you all. So this is what it says. Oh, okay, I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> Zena, there's not much I can really say that expresses how grateful I am for you and your amazing work. Thank you. Thank you for your guidance, tools, support advice, awareness, encouragement, accountability, and everything else that has helped me on my journey this last year and will continue to help me in the future. I can honestly say that you have made such a massive impact on my life. I am much more content, open, confident, happy, and badass today thanks to you. You're an amazing coach and human and I'm excited for our friendship to continue to grow. 
oh, <laughs> my friends, I can't even read it without crying. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to shout her out and say I'm so incredibly proud of her and all the work that she has done in this past year and everything that she has accomplished. And honestly, it's been such an honor to be in this journey. I, guys, I have the best fucking job in the world. I really do. Like being a life coach and getting to help people in their lives, honestly, the best job in the world. So I'm so very grateful for her, for all of my clients, for all of you, for the work I get to do in the world. So grateful. And if you want to experience what it's like to have a life coach, right? If you want to experience what she's talking about, then please come and join me for a consult call, right? Come and sign up on my website, xenajones.com slash consult. And I would love to help you. I would love you to get a taste of what it is like to have a coach by your side. Okay. Whew, deep breaths. Okay. Let's talk about healthy boundaries and saying no. So when saying yes isn't want you what you want to do, when it's going to create a feeling of anger or bitterness or resentment or pressure, right? Then the honest thing for you to do for yourself and for the other person is to say no. Right. So, for example, if you're asked to work overtime and you don't want to do it, if you were going to say yes and then feel annoyed and angry and bitter about it, right, then the answer is no. Right. Or if, like me, I've been in the situation, right, where you're asked to help some friends move house and you don't really want to, and then you spend your entire weekend moving house, <laughs> you're feeling disappointed that you lost your weekend and frustrated and bitter and resentful, right, then the honest answer is simply to say no. Okay, I don't want to is a valid reason. I don't want to is a really good reason, right? You don't need to justify yourself or explain your reasons for saying no. Like no is a complete sentence. So often as women, we have such trouble saying no. We make it mean that we're a bad person or we're rude. Right? Because we have been socially conditioned to people please, to try and put other people's needs and desires above our own. So we have such a hard time saying no. Right? And I'm gonna actually do an entire podcast. It was one of the lessons in Have Your Own Back Bootcamp Week, where I talked about social conditioning and people pleasing and how as women we have been raised to do this, right? So I'm gonna do an entire podcast on that. But just so you know, right, I just want you to understand that you don't actually need to justify or explain yourself for saying no. Right. Over this past weekend, let me give me give you an example. <laughs> Over this past weekend, I decided to book a night in a hotel. Now, I booked it in a hotel that is 20 minutes drive from my house, maybe less. Right. I wanted to stay and I wanted to order room service. I wanted to enjoy a beautiful hotel room. I wanted to have a bubble bath and I wanted to watch Netflix. And I did all of that. And it was incredible. I had such a good time. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would have seen all of the stories, right? I literally bought myself tea light candles and I brought um, bubble bath and Epsom salts and I had the most luxurious bubble bath and I ordered room service. I had a burger and chips. I had literally looked at the menu ahead of time and that was exactly what I wanted to order. And I watched a whole bunch of Netflix. I'm really into Bridgerton right now. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> but why did I do this? Because I wanted to. Okay. So what I want to demonstrate is I want to or I don't want to is a good fucking reason. Okay. Hear me when I say that. 
I don't want to is a really good reason, right? I want to also really good reason, right? One of the areas that we often trip ourselves up is the way in which we try, and I'm using air quotes, try to say no, right? How we are saying no matters. So if you are, for example, right, if you are asked to work overtime at work, you might say something like, oh, actually, I've got plans. Now, even if you don't have plans, right, you think that it's likely going to imply that you can't. But instead, what often happens, right, is your boss is going to say, well, can you change your plans? Or how about you stay late tomorrow? Right? I had a friend recently ask me if I would do a triathlon with her. Now, I had done this triathlon a few years ago, and I think it might have been her first time doing it. And when she asked me, I said to her, I'll think about it. Now, when I did that, there were three of us, we were out having coffee. She just like hijacked our conversation and just kept insisting that I should do it, gave me all the reasons why, and started talking about a training plan and all of the things, right? Now, and she also asked me like, well, when are you going to decide by? When are you going to know, right? And I left that conversation open because I said I would think about it. I didn't say no, I said I would think about it, implying that maybe I would. But in actual fact, when I checked in with myself, when I like thought about what I actually wanted to do, I did not want to do the triathlon, right? So often we say things like, oh, I don't know if I can, or I shouldn't, or I'm not really sure about that, or I need to check, or I'll let you know, or I'll think about it, right? When in actual fact, the real, true, honest answer is just no, right? But what happens is we don't say it with confidence, right? When we kind of like use a, a fluffy, I'll say fluffy, way of saying no, right? When we don't say it with confidence, what happens is we leave room for second guessing our decision or we leave it, it open to have a conversation around it, right? So what we need to do is we need to practice saying no, right? No, I don't want to. No, right? No, thank you. Or I don't want to, right? I don't want to work this overtime, right? Or I want to focus on my new gym and workout routine and I don't want to focus on a triathlon right now, right? So instead of saying something like, oh, I'm not really sure if I have time to help with that right now, it's no, I'm not going to miss these commitments I have already made, right? But notice the energy difference in that right? Oh, I'm not really sure, right? It's like, it's very, I hate the word weak, but I can't think of another word, right? It's very weak, right? Like, I'm not really sure I have time to help with that. It's, it's open for conversation. It's doubtful. It's not grounded. It's not confident, right? Versus, no, I don't miss these commitments. That is confident. That is a powerful no, right? That doesn't leave it open for a discussion. It's just a no, right? To notice the energy difference in the way in which you're you're saying no and how sometimes we're leaving room for that questioning and that second guessing and that conversation to start. Okay. You guys have heard me talk about this before, but when somebody asks me if I want to go have dinner with them, 
and say a friend like say a friend asks me hey do you want to go for dinner at 7 30 right I just say no right I don't do things after 7 p.m that is the truth I just don't right now I'm not being rude it's not that I don't want to hang out with that person it's not that I don't love them right it's not that we can't find another time but I don't do things after 7 p.m I just don't right confident powerful certain right saying no isn't rude it's honest the problem with us as women when we do say no is what we make it mean about ourselves we often make it mean oh I'm being rude or I'm you know I'm not being very accommodating or I should you know be more reasonable or I should try to help no right saying no isn't rude it's honest it's the truth right I recently heard a story of a woman who was planning um, to host a family Thanksgiving and she was planning to have all of her extended family. It was a really big thing and she was going to do this Thanksgiving. And what happened is she started to get a lot of requests, requests for food, requests for things they'd had before, like dietary requirement requests, all of this. And it just became a huge big deal. And she was like, I am not enjoying this. She just decided it was a no. And so what she did is she cancelled the family Thanksgiving, sent an email out to all of the family, everybody who was invited, saying it was no longer on, it had been cancelled, they needed to make other arrangements, and that she was going to go on a solo weekend away. Done. And she said that she didn't get a single person reply. And her family was happy with it, like her you know, husband and kids, they were happy with it, they did their own thing, right? And she went off and had the most amazing, incredible solo weekend away. How powerful is that? (laughs) I fucking love that story. Right? But that is a powerful no. That is a confident certain no. That doesn't leave room for discussion. Okay? So, one thing I really want to offer you is this. Saying no is saying yes to you. And you never have to justify saying yes to yourself. Okay, saying no is actually saying yes to you, right? One of my clients was recently asked to take on more responsibility at work. So she has a full-time role and then somebody else left another role and they asked her if she would take on some of that work and some of that responsibility instead of or whilst they tried to fill the role, right? And so she did, but she didn't really want to. And what happened is she started to get really overwhelmed and really exhausted. And she was working extra hours and overtime. And as a result of that, what what she wasn't able to do was work on her and her goals and her dreams. Now, she has a dream of becoming a published author and she is partway through writing her book. But what happened as she said yes to all of this stuff at work, all of this extra work, she was actually saying no to her dreams and her goals. She wasn't able to keep working on it. She couldn't write. She was too exhausted. It went out the window, right? So I coached her on this, right? And she has started to say no at work, to push back, to give that work back, right? To focus on the roles that she currently has and doing her best, you know, her best work in that role, Right. And then at the end of the day, she can come home. Now she has more energy. She can work on her novel. She can continue to write her book. Right. And she's able to be more active and and do more healthy things for her. And she's feeling better as a result of saying no. Right. 
So her saying no at work is saying yes to her and her goals and her dreams and her health. All of it. Right? No, I don't have the capacity to take this on. No. Right? And I want to encourage you to celebrate yourself for saying no. Right? One of the things, and you guys may have heard me say this, right? One of the things I do with my clients when we get on the call, very first thing I'm going to ask you on our coaching call is what has gone well this week? What are the wins? What can we celebrate? Right? And one of the things I'm celebrating with this particular client right now is we're celebrating her saying no. Right? She's celebrating saying no and saying yes to herself and how empowering and powerful that feels. Right? Remember, as women, it is so easy for us to say yes. Saying yes is easier than saying no a lot of the time, right? We're, we're conditioned to people, please, to prioritize others. So when you say no, you've got to celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself because you are having your own back when you are saying no, right? It's a powerful thing to do, my friends. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between healthy and unhealthy boundaries, okay? So an unhealthy boundary is when we expect someone else to change so that we can feel better. Now, a healthy boundary is understanding that people can and will behave how they choose, right? A healthy boundary is understanding we can't control them. And it's deciding what we will do for ourselves if and when they behave in a way we don't like. So a healthy boundary, right, understands that people are not responsible for how we feel, right? Other people are not responsible for how we feel. What we think about them and their behavior determines how we feel. Now, remembering that what we think determines how we feel. What somebody else does doesn't determine how we feel. It's our thoughts about what they're doing that determines how we feel, right? I teach my clients this concept about emotional adulthood, right? Taking responsibility for how you feel, that is emotional adulthood, right? Emotional childhood is thinking other people are responsible for how we feel and trying to get them to change so that we can feel better, right? Now, I want to stress this. This does not mean that we condone or accept or agree with their behavior. No. Okay. It doesn't mean we agree with it. It doesn't mean we accept it. It doesn't mean it's okay. Simply means that we understand we are responsible for how we feel based off of what we choose to think about what that person is or isn't doing. Okay. So a healthy boundary is understanding people can behave how they want. We can't control them. And it's deciding what we will do for ourselves when they behave in a way we do not like, we do not agree with. Okay. So it's taking responsibility for our own thoughts and feelings. Right. And that is huge. My friends, it's like the most empowering thing we can do. Trying to change somebody else, trying to make them change so we can feel better. That is disempowering. We can't make people change. Trying to do it, that's disempowering. Right, but taking responsibility for ourselves, for what we can control, which is us, how we feel, how we think, that is empowering. So in terms of boundaries, right, most of us have a boundary that we will not be yelled at or we will not be hit, right? We won't let anyone slap us in the face, right? Some people have boundaries that they won't be sworn at, 
right? In my house, we have a boundary that there is no smoking. There's no smoking in our house. That's a boundary we have, right? I also have boundaries around sexist and racist comments. I won't stand for that, right? So if somebody at work yells at you, you would likely ask them to stop, right? And if they were to continue yelling at you, you would probably get up and leave the room, right? That is a boundary. So a healthy boundary is a decision we make for ourselves about what we will do if a certain behavior happens around us that we don't want to be around, right? I had an, ex um, an experience recently at a Toastmasters meeting. So Toastmasters is where you go to learn, you know, public speaking skills, practice your speaking skills, all of that. And I've been going for maybe a couple of years now. And I was at a meeting recently where one of the men started to make sexist comments. And I don't, you know, I have a boundary around sexist comments. I don't let people make sexist comments around me. And so I said to him, you know, I do not accept this. I would like you to stop making these sexist comments. And he did, right? He did. However, I was fully willing to get up and leave the room. And I said that to him. I would like you to stop making sexist comments about women. I think this is unacceptable. If you're going to continue, I'm going to leave, right? That's what I said to him. Now, he did stop. Had he not have stopped, I would have just got up and left the room. And there have been instances with this specific person where he has continued even after women had asked him to stop. And this wasn't at a meeting I was at. And the women have got up and left the room. Right? That is a boundary. And that is following through on the boundary. Right? But a boundary is never to change or control someone else's behavior. Because we can't control other people. Right? It's the action we take to remove ourselves from that situation. So for me, I was willing to get up and leave the meeting, leave the room, right? And healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries come from a place of love for ourself. They come from a place of love for us, not out of hatred to the other person. So what's the most loving thing I can do for myself in this situation? Okay, it's to remove myself from the situation. Okay, so... I have a client right now who has a, a mother who is constantly asking her about her dating life and why she's single and her relationship status and, you know, what's wrong with you? Have you seen anyone? Have you been on any dates? Are you on any dating apps? Like it's this constant interrogation. And one of the things we have been exploring is setting a boundary. Now, they have their conversations on Zoom because they're in two different countries and they meet, I think, roughly once a week. They get on a Zoom call and hang out together and chat. And we've been talking about how to put a boundary in place around her mother bringing up this constant conversation around her dating, which makes her really uncomfortable. And it's not something she wants to actually discuss with her mother, right? So remembering healthy boundaries come from a place of love for you, right? Not out of hatred for the other person. People can and will do what they want, right? They're allowed to smoke. They're allowed to yell. They're allowed to talk about your dating life. They're allowed to swear. Right? Even when people aren't allowed to do something, right, like physical violence, or if we ask them not to do something, they still can and will behave that way because we can't control their behavior. So with the example of my client's mother, she has been doing this for over 20 years. So she's probably going to continue even when you make the request of her to stop. Right? So let's talk about how to set a boundary. So how to set a boundary, I've got three simple steps for you. Number one, be very clear and specific on what is the boundary you want to set, okay? Number two, 
you make the request. If you dot dot dot, right, if you continue this behavior, right, number three is the consequence, what you will do, the action you will take, right? So then I will dot dot dot. So then I will get up and leave the room, right? So what is the boundary you want to set? The request, if you dot dot dot, and then the consequence, then I will dot dot dot. Okay, so back to the mother example, right? The boundary that my client wants to set, she wants to set a boundary with her mother around not discussing her dating life, okay? So the request that she's going to make is, mom, if you continue to talk about my dating life, once I have asked you to stop, if you continue to talk about my dating life, the consequence is then I am going to tell you I love you and hang up the Zoom call, right? That's it. Okay, so back to my Toastmasters example, the boundary that I have is I will not allow people to make sexist comments around me. So the request I made at that meeting was to this man, if you continue to make sexist comments, I'm going to get up and leave the room. Right? The consequences, I'm going to get up and leave the room. Right? I said to him, this is unacceptable. If you continue to make these sexist comments, I'm going to get up and leave the room. Okay. Now, you must be 100% ready to enforce the boundary because quite often simply having a boundary and stating it to that person is not going to change their behavior, right? Especially if this is something that they have done before, if they continue to do, if they've done it for years, right? This man has probably been sexist all of his life. The whole time I have known him, he's very well known for making very sexist comments, right? So my simply stating this boundary is probably not going to change his behavior. He's probably going to continue doing it, okay? So I must be ready to follow through, get up and leave the room, remove myself from the situation, right? We must be willing to back ourselves up and follow through, to have our own backs, right? Follow through on the boundary is having our own back, right? One other thing I want to show you is that saying no isn't a boundary, right? Saying to your mom, no, I'm not going to keep talking about this with you. That's not a boundary, right? The boundary is saying no and following through with your action. Okay. So the boundary is saying, mom, no, I will no longer talk about my dating life with you, right? And then when she continues to talk about it, you follow through by saying, I love you and I'm hanging up now. And you end the Zoom call. That is taking action on your boundary. That is following through on your boundary. Okay. A boundary is a commitment we make to ourselves. Right. We create a boundary out of love for ourselves. Right. To support ourselves, to back ourselves, not out of hatred for the other person. Right. It is a commitment to ourselves, right? It is a commitment to what we are or are not willing to be around and experience. Okay. So my friends, I want you to think about where in your life could you benefit from saying no? Right? Maybe it's like my client before, like at work, she started saying no more at work. Right. And then she was able to say yes to herself and her goals and her dreams because she had more time and more energy. Where in your life would you like to set a boundary? And how will you have your own back whilst you practice saying no, whilst you are setting up boundaries? How will you have your own back? Right, Having your own back might look like 
deciding that you're going to feel proud for it, even when it feels hard and uncomfortable to say no, you're still going to feel proud of yourself for doing it. Right? Having your own back might be that you celebrate yourself for saying no or for enforcing and following through on the boundary. Right? What is it going to look like to have your own back? Now, if you feel like people take advantage of you or walk all over you, then my friends, this episode has been for you. Right? This is so much of the work that I do with my clients. And if you want to experience what it's like to work with a life coach and how it will transform your life quicker with more ease and a shitload of fun, <laughs> then I invite you to join me for a free consult call. Xenajones.com slash consult. Okay. All right, my friends, I would love to help you. Have a beautiful week. Huge love to you all. Take care. I'll see you again soon. Hey. I want to personally invite you to sign up for a free consultation call where we take everything you have learned here on the podcast and we apply it to your life. This is the work that will change everything. Sign up at xenajones.com consult and I'll see you there.